This is the all-news 765businessjournal.com radio show on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. Sponsored in part by Minatrista, Town of Yorktown, YMCA, IU Health, MITS, and Ivy Tech Community College. Every Monday from 9 till 9.30 a.m., we'll talk to and about people and organizations trying to lift up Muncie. Economic development, job growth, and building our community up. Read all about it on 765businessjournal.com anytime, free, and on your radio now. For this 29th day of January, I'm your host this morning, Steve Lindell. We are going to review extensively this past Friday's installment of the 2024 Economic Outlook and the forecasting and predictions made by Michael J. Hicks, Ph.D., the George and Francis Ball Distinguished Professor of Economics and the Director of the Center for Business and Economic Research, at Ball State University. The Center for Business and Economic Research put on the event this past Friday at the Horizon Convention Center in downtown Muncie. There were a lot of charts and graphs and predictions. The ending of the presentation was Hicks producing the words soft landing to come during the month or uh, during the year of 2024. After the event was uh, concluded, we had the uh, post-event press conference at which I attended, and I think I had the, the first question. One thing that you talked about was uh, uh, towards the end of your presentation, uh, absent of global shock, uh, what what kinds of things might those be, a global shock type of a scenario that may change your forecasting uh, numbers and predictions? Great question. In the past, we've worried about a global energy shock. So if we look at the last 50 years, we've been to war, we've had recessions as a consequence of global energy shock. U.S. is now uh, producing record-level petroleum, natural gas. We're the world's biggest exporter of those commodities. And so that's less of a, of a concern. What concerns me right now are shocks, uh, a major war, a minor war like what we're seeing at the coast of Yemen could disrupt supply chains, drive up costs for some industries. Most of the transit across that area are, are parts that go into making automobiles in Europe or manufacture goods here in the United States. So any shock to a global supply chain has river impacts around the globe. So that's sort of the worry that we have. For me, the, the sort of thing that would knock us off a real growth path would be uh, Russian um, defeat of Ukraine, an invasion of Poland, which requires an Article 5 movement by the United States and everywhere into NATO, uh, a broader expansion of war in the Middle East surrounding uh, Israel and Palestine that does interrupt enough oil and petroleum products to cause big shocks to commodity prices. And then, then obviously, uh, conflict in Taiwan would would be global recession, global depression level shock as it involves so many so many countries in war. So those are the things you always worry about from its its most modest, you know, supply chain interruption that the United States Navy is presenting preventing right now, all the way thing up to the things the center spoke about us maintaining our defense posture that prevents war rather than allowing it to spill over in the places where it's happening right now. Um, you talked about how 
Indiana's economy is very reactive to manufacturing. Um, Senator Young was talking about technological manufacturing, like semiconductors in southern Indiana. Is that industry where it's more tech-heavy manufacturing, is that as volatile or about the same? Oh, great question. No, that, the tech industries, particularly those that we've been focusing on with uh, the CHIPS Act, are going to be less interest rate sensitive. They're going to be more diverse in the sense that they're providing inputs to far more and everything from microcomputer chips to the cameras that you're you have here. Uh, so that's going to those are not nearly as interest rate sensitive as say automobiles or recreational vehicles or uh, brackets for new housing supply. So that that's one benefit is they're less volatile. The other one is they pay a lot better. Those those jobs just pay a lot. They anticipate you've had a bachelor's degree or near a bachelor's degree education. And training to prepare for those positions, but they pay $100,000 to $130,000 a year for line jobs, and that's a very different type of manufacturing than I think most Hoosiers have in their head. So if we were to see a substantial growth in that, which would replace other jobs, and we're not going to see manufacturing employment growth, what we're going to see is those jobs replacing more traditional factory jobs. That would make Indiana both more productive, higher incomes, and more, more stable over the business cycle. He read a laundry list of new investments. Do any of those factor in to your first year, or would even if all of those came online now, would they move the needle? Uh, yeah, if they came online now, they would. But there, this is, as he mentioned, the, we did a study of the CARES Act a year ago out of the center. That study sort of identified the places they were coming. Indiana had four out of like 50 U.S. counties where they would would be highly probable. And you're seeing the, actually the geography a little bit better. We didn't expect Davies counties. The 500 to 1,000 jobs there uh, is an unexpected hit for us. But, yeah, Indiana has got good places for that to be. Uh, those jobs are better, again, uh, much better than a typical manufacturing job that might pay forty-five dollars to $60,000 a year. They're more demanding in terms of educational attainment and skills. And they're going to be uh, – th those, ty those types of investments are far more persistent. So the, the, the type of technology they use doesn't decay as quickly. It's going to be replaced on site more frequently. And it's going to be more sensitive to the local labor market. So if they decide to come here, once they get people here, they can't up and move somewhere else because – that you have to build that labor supply around your factory. So it's not like value-added uh, uh, agriculture. It's not like automobile parts where there's a lot more just business churn. These are going to be more stable businesses. And we see them, we would anticipate, when they're built, to, to be in those communities for most of the rest of the century, which is very different than what you'd expect from a 500-person warehouse or a 500-person traditional factory or assembly plant. He also said, I think, that that your what you said from the stage would be wrong. Yeah, all forecasts are wrong. <laughs> uh, all forecasts are wrong. We hope they're useful in the sense that they give us a sense of where. Because I gave a point estimate for the next quarter. That's certainly not going to be right. They're almost never right. Uh, but but what this and where this forecast is is, I think. A happy forecast in the sense that that a year ago I didn't think we were going into recession, and I said so now. I said I thought the Federal Reserve had good tools and a good opportunity to give to engineer a soft landing. So I think that's where we're at now. This forecast is good because what happened last year wasn't just that we we engineered a soft landing. Um, we had productivity growth occur at a very late stage portion of the business cycle. And that what that what that what we see when we observe these productivity growth data is that it tends to come we tend to have big bursts of productivity that can last for years, followed by periods of very somnolent productivity growth. 
the the we had a little bit of productivity shock in the last part of the aughts, 2004 to about 2007. Uh, we had productivity shock in the last two thirds of the 1990s, and then we've been that we're positive. We've had very slow productivity growth now since about 2007. A historically uh, quiet productivity growth. At the same time, we see all this new innovation, new technology coming everywhere. There's a good possibility it's hitting in a way that we're getting, we're at the early stages of one of those productivity surges. Some of the words of uh, Michael Hicks, economist and professor at Ball State University from this past Friday's event called the Economic Forecast that he has done, I think, for, as he say, 14 or 17 years in a row now. We'll continue with uh, more from that Friday event Uh, including his uh, words about AI. He actually used artificial intelligence during his uh, presentation. We'll cover that as we continue in a moment on WMUN. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. In 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Ethos fast and easy online term life insurance up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Vapo Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Vapo Cool. Small town, big goals great families. The town of Yorktown is more walkable than ever, with trails connecting most of the neighborhoods throughout the area to play, relax, shop, and dine. They pride themselves in being a family town, with many spaces for families to gather, be active, and enjoy the community with their neighbors. It's more than a town, it's an experience, and they hope families will make this their forever home. This is Yorktown, this is your town. Whether you're a weekend warrior or walking is more your speed, pain shouldn't slow you down. At IU Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, you can get the care you need to stay active. They expertly treat problems with bones, joints, muscles, sports injuries, and more. And they're right here in Muncie. It's the highest level of skill and convenience. That will keep you going. Visit iuhealth.org slash Ortho to learn more. That's the sigh of relief the MITS bus makes after safely transporting the community on one of its 17 routes. With so many routes all across Muncie, how are you supposed to know which bus to catch? Simple, download the MITS bus app and track times and departures for your next trip across town. Also, did you know MITS lets students and veterans ride for free? One last thing, with MITS, you never have to worry about parking. So need a lift? Ride MITS bus. Attention all high school students. Ivy Tech Muncie Henry County is here to help you explore your future. Whether you are ready to go to college or you want to move into the workforce, Ivy Tech can help. Our concierge service makes it easy. Reach out today at muncie-ask-c3po at ivytech.edu to learn more. 
Ivy Tech, you belong here. Have you heard about YMCA 360? YMCA 360 is your on-demand video platform with offerings such as group exercise classes, youth sports training, well-being classes, and more. Now offered for YMCA of Muncie members. Three locations, 24-7 access at their Yorktown location, and now Y360. For more information on the YMCA of Muncie, visit MuncieYMCA.org or call 288-4448 today. The Y for a better us. At Minnetrista Museum and Gardens, there's something different to experience every time you visit. Minnetrista maintains a spacious 40-acre campus, which is open to the public and includes beautiful gardens, their nature area, a modern museum facility, historic homes, children's play areas, and a portion of the White River Greenway. Throughout the year, their roster of educational programs, engaging workshops, community events, and interactive exhibits are constantly rotating and changing. To find out more, visit Minatrista.net. Using our voice to build our business community, this is the all-new 765businessjournal.com radio show on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. January 29th, we're reviewing the economic forecast this past Friday as delivered by Mike Hicks from Ball State. He talks AI at the end, but first, this is, I think, Dave from the newspaper with a question. Internationally, <laughs> do you get a sense that I mean, is this really a U.S. phenomenon, this this surge that may be coming our way, or is this something that extends to Europe and Asia? Yeah, so, it's, uh, so the United States economy is outperforming the rest of the globe, but there's reasons why Europe, which generally follows us, may not be following us fully. One is they're far more energy dependent upon, upon Russian petroleum, which has had a lot of sh shocks. And so they're feeling more pain from the war in Ukraine than we are. They're also spending a lot of money and a lot of uh, political capital trying to focus on that war because it's right at their border. I mean, you can hear the shells from Poland. You can hear the bombing from parts of Poland. And so uh, they're not experiencing it. These types of technologically-led productivity growth have been almost entirely absent in China for 40 years. They just have not enjoyed this. And the re their growth has been due to the relocation of workers from, from essentially subsistence farms into factories that are about as productive as the United States was a century ago. So that's a, 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 a subsistence farm is, is in northern Europe circa 1650. So people literally, families are producing three or $400,000 per person per year over the past two or three decades in China. They're being relocated to families where they're, that family is now producing eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 per year, which is that in terms of purchasing power parity, that's, that is the poverty level in the United States for a single person. Um, they've not enjoyed that te technological growth. They have individual factories that have great stuff, but it's not bled out over the economy because they don't have a free market system. They don't have a system where if I'm running a factory and I see my buddy's got something really good, I can go find where that was, buy it, and install it in my factory. They don't have an entrepreneurial class. That, that was destroyed during the early Mao years. So their entrepreneurial class that was vibrant in China in the 1920s is, is, has been purged from them that we have. You know, the, the United States has, Europe has, other parts of the world have. And so, so the growth has been really United States. 
uh, parts of Europe maybe, but they're being drugged down by this huge behemoth of a war on their border. Um, uh, there's productivity growth in Africa. So just globally, Australia's doing fine, South Asia's doing fine, India's doing fine, but nobody's really doing quite as well as we are in terms of this productivity growth. Other places are getting, you know, Africa and China are getting growth because they're getting basic education under their belt. And they're, they're getting everybody, you know, you get to uh, full literacy, you get really rapid growth. It's not about microcomputer chips. It's not about AI. It's not about that stuff. We're getting that. And if you read sort of the national reviews of that, you're beginning to see that we were very worried that this remote work would lead to an outsourcing of jobs to uh, Asia and elsewhere, particularly, you know, South Asia is great because English is a native language. Most everybody speaks it. And so they're very susceptible to a lot of outsourcing of jobs that might have otherwise been done by an American in a call center or something like that. You're beginning to see the reverse is true. European companies are now hiring American talent. You can hire an Amer you can hire you know somebody in the United States. You don't have to. It, it's cheap to hire a remote worker. You buy them a computer. You give them some travel money. Uh, you check in on them. Uh, the randomized control trials that evaluate productivity show remote workers are more productive than in-place workers at a fraction of the cost. You don't have all the overhead of a facility, a phone line, uh, you know, downtown uh, commercial real estate. You don't have to buy them a desk and all that other stuff. That's paid for by them and our tax system that subsidizes remote work through household deductions. So we're, we're in that period where businesses are, can do surge applications. They need somebody 30 hours a week or 20 hours a week. They could hire a remote worker. Many remote workers have two or three of those jobs where they're working 10, 20 hours a week. Uh, they're getting their work done. Businesses are happy because they're cheaper. It's not as hard to fire or to have that sort of piecework and technology, as you all know, just enables that in a way we've not seen anything like that in our labor market experiences. So that's a good thing. It also means places like Muncie, or Kokomo or, or Richmond that maybe were really struggling to attract businesses, to hire people. Now they just need to attract people because people can then find work on their own somewhere else. So it's a geographic opportunity that we have not seen in central Indi East Central Indiana for a long time, and it's a happy story. Media sector jobs are all going to start paying off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am What's sorry. your forecast? I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. How difficult was it to get AI to make Janet Yellen smile? <laughs> Has anybody ever seen that before today? <laughs> that was funny. No. Uh, I mean, the AI is fun to work with. I've been using artificial intelligence um, 25 years. We use it in statistical modeling. You know, it's a way, just a, it's a fancy way. It, it's, it's, it's been around a long time. Uh, one of my best friends, when I got out of the Gulf War, he was a company commander, and uh, he immediately was going there to do an artificial intelligence master's degree at, at Duke or something, and he's an infantry officer. So it's, it's been around a long time. What's different about it now is there's so many potential applications that make work, make producing things easier. Some of the comments of Mike Hicks, professor and uh, economist from Ball State University, he was referencing to my question, he used AI for the overhead that he showed Janet Yellen smiling when he was predicting a soft landing for our economy for 2024. So there's the reference point on that.
Thanks to everybody for making us feel welcome at that event. This has been today's installment of 765businessjournal.com. The website is always there. The radio show is every Monday on the new WMUN. That's the sigh of relief the MITS bus makes after safely transporting the community on one of its 17 routes. With so many routes all across Muncie, how are you supposed to know which bus to catch? Simple, download the MITS bus app and track times and departures for your next trip across town. Also, did you know MITS lets students and veterans ride for free? One last thing, with MITS, you never have to worry about parking. So need a lift? Ride MITS bus. Small town, big goals, great families. The town of Yorktown is more walkable than ever with trails connecting most of the neighborhoods throughout the area to play, relax, shop, and dine. They pride themselves in being a family town with many spaces for families to gather, be active, and enjoy the community with their neighbors. It's more than a town, it's an experience, and they hope families will make this their forever home. This is Yorktown, this is your town. Whether you're a weekend warrior or walking is more your speed, pain shouldn't slow you down. At IU Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, you can get the care you need to stay active. They expertly treat problems with bones, joints, muscles, sports injuries, and more. And they're right here in Muncie. It's the highest level of skill and convenience. That will keep you going. Visit iuhealth.org slash Ortho to learn more. At Minatrista Museum and Gardens, there's something different to experience every time you visit. Minatrista maintains a spacious 40-acre campus, which is open to the public and includes beautiful gardens, their nature area, a modern museum facility, historic homes, children's play areas, and a portion of the White River Greenway. Throughout the year, their roster of educational programs, engaging workshops, community events, and interactive exhibits are constantly rotating and changing. To find out more, visit minatrista.net. Have you heard about YMCA 360? YMCA 360 is your on-demand video platform with offerings such as group exercise classes, youth sports training, well-being classes, and more. Now offered for YMCA of Muncie members. Three locations, 24-7 access at their Yorktown location, and now Y360. For more information on the YMCA of Muncie, visit MuncieYMCA.org or call 288-4448 today. The Y for a better us.